there are talkers and there are doers the the doers are the ones who talk from their experience when especially we go to the influencers or if there is there is some kind of influencer out there who wants to create videos they are more stuck on what is it that they can show in the video so this can be a car this can be a mansion or i don't know what not most of them do not realize that okay this thing sells however now marketing has changed over last even 2 years that people are getting repelled and and when this kind of messaging goes on so they are just trying to follow on someone else's footstep without trying to be that original self so try your own style bring your own style out there we try different things and we stick to that one style which gets a lot of in terms of vanity metrics likes comments uh signups so on and so forth so we do more of what's working and not get hung up into things that you think are working so experimentation is very crucial This is the Angles of Latitude podcast session number 179 with social platform architect Rohan Kalay What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know how to answer that. Uh, you got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, JC Preston, the connector of amazing people and great ideas. And today, I'm with Andy Dix, professional coach and host of the Hopeful Hoosier podcast. If this is the first time you're listening in, this is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists, so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. So I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes research on the business and financial worlds as of late, and partly because I've turned into a bit of a scribed junkie with all the audiobooks that are available on there that I just simply have never gotten to reading in real life. And the other part is because with it being 2020, aka the year of COVID, or aka the the Great Reset. Things are going to be different when we get a vaccine for this thing. And in fact, over the weekend, I was watching a story about how the workplace is more than likely going to be moving away from a model that's been brought into use so frequently, the open workplace. And instead, what we might see is more of a focus of the traditional workplace being the place where people actually get together to have their social interaction with their colleagues. But we should expect to see much more remote work. And interestingly, today's guest is someone who is already doing things a little different than the typical online marketer. And in fact, one of his services is to promote small business owners through online video, and while this might not sound new, I find the way that he does it to be unique. And instead of working with the businesses directly, he opts to hire nearby videographers to do the in-person work. And then, with the help from his producer, he's able to edit and promote these businesses on the go. And even more intriguing, He does this while being on the other side of the world. So, in other words, there's freelance work, right? Then there's freelance outsourcing. And in today's chat with Rohan, Andy and I will be finding out more about how he found himself getting started in business, 
some of the things today's business owners should consider when doing social media marketing and some tips and tricks in engaging with and building an audience online. But first, let's talk about Fizzle, guys. And I have to tell you, you know, I'm really excited for those of you who have recently been taking your first step to get started on your business idea, you know, for real. Recently, I got an email from a recent connection who mentioned that they had heard about Fizzle on a past episode of the show. And they decided to join and they were just they were just blown away. And, and in fact, they said, I can't believe I didn't know this place existed, especially with all the people who have content on it. And yes, besides the coaching community and courses I've mentioned over the years, there's a few courses done by people like Pat Flynn and, and John Lee Dumas. And there's also a founder story series that features these same guys and many more people you'd know. And they all talk about how they got their businesses off the ground and made it into what it is today. So if your pandemic pivot is to actually start a business this year, I recommend checking out Fizzle. You can get started today free by visiting newinceptions.com slash fizzle. Again, that's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. And if you want to go deep with one of its founders, Corbett Barr, you can check out his interview via newinceptions.com slash 150. All right, before we get started with today's guest, I want to thank last week's guest, Ryan Gottfriedson, for giving us a review on iTunes. He says, I was fortunate to be a guest on the Angles of Latitude podcast. Upon becoming familiar with the podcast, I learned that it is a fantastic resource for anyone looking to level up in their life and business. And Ryan, thank you for uh, for the review. And I have to admit, your interview was certainly a good one. The, the work that you're doing with bringing self-development into the academic mind space is just awesome. And there needs to, uh, frankly, be more researchers like you who are scientifically validating the words of so many successful people over the years. Really appreciate you being on the show. Remember, you too can get into the conversation with a comment or a review. Not only do they affect the chance that other people find the show, but it's a great way for you to get involved yourself. And in fact, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll be sure to read it in an upcoming session, just like I did with Ryan here. And while you're at it, subscribe to the show on iTunes or whichever platform you're listening to the show on. That way you'll know whenever a new episode is released. Also remember, if you need help in scaling your business the right way, email us at heyguys at newinceptions.com with any of your questions, whether that's through advice or strategic introduction to other amazing people in our networks. We always love to help our listeners in any way that we can. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 179. And as always, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, JC Preston, alongside Andy Dix, coach and host of the Hopeful Hoosier podcast. Andy, how are you? I am so glad to be with you today, JC. It's... uh... Finally, summertime here in Indiana. It's it's awesome, you know. Yeah, we're getting out, getting a little sun, and enjoying some really really warm weather in between the thunder sh- thunder showers. It's good to be yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, some people are taking a little bit more advantage of that than than others. We'll, we'll definitely say that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of being a coach, JC. Your office is the world. Wherever there's a phone connection, I can set up shop and work. And and believe me, I take advantage of it shamelessly. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, how's the Angles of Latitude book coming? We haven't talked about that in a while. Have you have you come up with a title yet? 
the Angles of Latitude book, uh, code name at this point, is coming along, have definitely come out with a, a format. And in fact, uh, have no one other to thank than uh, Greg Reed for exposing me to a few of his books. Uh, in fact, his second book that I read was called Wealth Made Easy is in the perfect format that I, I think that will make uh, the conversations that we've had along the way uh, impactful for the reader. That's so. exciting. That's exciting. So have you have you written the outline yet? I have, yes. Yep. Wonderful. Huge step forward. Congratulations. <laughs> that is a milestone. The rest is easy after that. Yeah, well, and and based on how he wrote this book, I mean, it's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cake. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to knocking it out and and going from there. So well, that sounds delicious. I can't wait to read your cake. But <laughs> you just say read my cake. Yeah, you said it's gonna be cake, so I'm gonna get oh. you know, I I will read your cake. I, it's it's. I, I okay. just see this, you know, this like birthday cake with candles with the the AOL AOL logo on the top of it. You know, it's going to be awesome. Very tasty. <laughs> food for thought. There you go. Uh, yeah, food for thought. Love it. That that you know that might even be the title. Who knows? There you no. go. <laughs> Angles of so, latitude. Food for thought. There you go. So anyway, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not to change the subject too much, but I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Um, you know, one of the, the the first books I read when it came to speaking of books, one of the first books I actually did read when it came to business, business and finances was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And one of the things that Robert is known for, and even though it was barely mentioned in that particular book is the cash flow quadrants. You know, and I and I actually wrote about these quadrants in length in a blog post from from last year, 2019, called "Popular Passive Income Streams in Modern Business." And as a bit of an, an addendum to that post, you know, when people are typically starting a business, they're going for one of two things out of the box: either a, they're building their business for profit, they want to make money, they want to make money yesterday because they're they have reasons to do that, or they want to methodically build up popularity so that they can have an audience that will tell them what they want as a product so then they can build the product and keep adding value that way, right? Both can lead to income, but the routes they take are, are completely different. And in fact, in, in the book that I was just telling you, Wealth Made Easy, um, in Wealth Hack number 72, you know, Greg talks about when when you're first starting out, you you can't really pursue both. You have to choose, and only the select few, like he he talks about, Paris Hilton, are able to accomplish both at the same time. And to get to that point, you know, you really need a lot of luck. You need connections, and you need to be exceptionally timed right to make it all happen. So, with that being the case, going back to the cash flow quadrants, there's this, you know, the, again the S quadrant and the B quadrant, and in the S quadrant. Your business is capped by how much work you can do in a given span of time. And then generally, you know, that that business actually owns the business owner. It's it. It does work out that way. It's crazy, but it's the truth. And, and on the other hand, in the B quadrant, it's all about monetizing your or someone else's network. And then that's when the owner actually does own the business. And, and today's guest is a business owner. 
mm-hmm. and he comes to what court, kind of sounds like Indiana, but today he's actually in India. So he India. doesn't have the Anna part on it. Yeah, he's got he's got part of uh, we're close because, uh, you know, Indiana, India. But uh, he is a, f- a, a day away from us. Rohan Calais is about empowering people to move from that business that owns them to becoming a business owner and, and really leveling up your business in a in a really distinctive and unique way. And in today's market, it's all about leveraging platforms on the web that create the positioning of yourself as an influential expert that adds real value. And that sets you apart from all the competition. For many small business owners, and myself included, aren't really sure how to leverage their, what we call the ROEE, and that's their return on experiences and expertise. Rohan helps you find your customers and and really helps you get a following and find that platform that's going to let you level up to the level that you need to shift from the S quadrant to the B quadrant. Rohan mm-hmm. can be found at Calais, and I'll, let me spell that for you. It's R. K-A-L-E dot com. So welcome to the show, Rohan, from India by way of Germany. We are thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, Andy and JC. I really appreciate you guys, and I'm looking forward to, to this discussion. Yeah, I've been, I've been looking forward to it for a while. And, you know, I have to say, you actually have a, a pretty inspirational story. You know, most people don't really accomplish much uh, until they're they're their pants are, are set on fire to actually do something. And I feel that, you know, with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, there are a lot of people who are finding out that's the, the hard way. Uh, you know, people are learning that a job isn't as permanent, you know, as they might have thought it was to be at one time. And, you know, I, I think that's why one of the reasons that you're seeing a lot of people building new skills and, and businesses right now. And in fact, my nephew, you know, he's actually an example of someone who started getting interested in business all of a sudden he's built a dropship business and it's just like you go to it dude you know let me i'll i'll help you whenever i can and you know uh, i i hope to see big things from what you're doing so um in that same vein tell us about your your pivot uh, your own pivot into becoming a business owner how did you find yourself going to business school and and then how did that help you make the transition Cool. Great question. So, um, as I, as we said, I'm originally from India. Um, I was having a typical IT job like most Indian people do. <laughs> um, I was working in the best IT company in Asia, but the job was killing me. I was working 14, 15, 16 hours a day, um, and even on weekends. So there was a stretch in between that I was working like this for three or four months on a stretch. And it was it was just too much for me and I, I just took a step back and I was like, what am I doing exactly? Why why am I doing this? And and then the only way out and I was I was twenty twenty one that time. The only way out for me, what I thought was right was making some quick money. Okay, how do I make some quick money? Hey, let me start some uh, some sort of gambling and betting and stuff like that. So stupid of me. But yeah, that's that's how I went into gambling. Slowly but surely, I started winning because that's what most of the times happens when you start something new, especially when it goes to gambling. I was like, yeah, I think I can make some money here. Let, let me focus more on gambling. Needless to say, in six months, I lost all my savings. 
I literally hit a rock bottom. I had to borrow a bunch of money from my friends and family. It was just a disaster. And I was in a really, really bad place. So I just again took a step back and I thought, okay, what is it that I really want to do? Um, and I said, okay, um, I wanted to do some sort of business. I wanted to go abroad. So I said, and I, I wanted to pay my debt. That's That was the most important priority for me. So I said, what, what's the option to get out of this as quick as possible? So I took my last gamble, as I call it, which is my education loan. And I went to Germany. Uh, why Germany? Because it was or it is way cheaper to study there as compared to the UK or US. Um, and I went to, to business school in Germany. Um, a lot of challenges initially, mainly because of the language, a complete new culture. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I overcame those, um, I did really good. Uh, I, I passed my, my business school with really good grades. And then I got, uh, hired by Daimler, which is, uh, or Mercedes Benz, the car company. So, um, it was a really well paid, well paid job. And in two years, two and a half years, I was able to pay all my education loan and all the debt that I had towards my family and friends. That was like a clean slate for me finally. And then I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. Okay, now I can really live my life. So what is it that I want to do? Then I just started looking into First of all, again, I just took a step back and I said, okay, what is it that I value the most at this point in my life? And a few things that came up was freedom, freedom in terms of working from anywhere uh, and and uh, at whatever time that I prefer to, uh, just, just like all coaches do, consultants do. And uh, an online business was the solution that came up. Uh, this was 2015, late 2000. I believe and then I started looking into ways and one fine evening I was just uh, sitting on my sofa uh, after I came home from work um, I was watching some uh, YouTube videos and a cartoon came up and this was the cartoon that I saw when I was in my urban in, in early 90s uh, and I was like, oh my God, I'm still thrilled when I, still so thrilled when I, when I see this cartoon. And then I just connected the dots and I said, you know what? I wanted to start a video business. And that's how I got started. Uh, I realized that video was really booming that time. It still is. And I, I got started. I just took this first step. I started building, uh, building my, my profile, I built a website, uh, started looking for clients got some testimonials and then started running the machine and yeah, I hired someone who was essentially my employee as well as my coach because I didn't have any knowledge about uh, uh, graphic design or videos or stuff. I just had knowledge about marketing and sales and mm -hmm. I leveraged about what resources I had that time and I started building on it last year um, I, I have a team of 15 people now and uh, yeah we, we are we are doing pretty well I would say yeah. <laughs> love that so my introduction you know I talked about two different ways of, of starting a business you know going again going after money first and and then there's the organically growing mm -hmm. a, a, a mm -hmm. business of course there's the other approach of trying to leverage platforms right away 
uh, build an, a, an audience and then, you know, you see what that audience wants. And I don't necessarily recommend that particular method, but if you're already connected and again, have the right timing that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier, it, it might just be the thing to, to actually do. So you started off your business to make income for yourself. Again, you wanted to pay off your, your, your mm-hmm. debts. But you kept your eye on the on the prize, and then you build it to a point where you again you've been able to scale it. Right. What are your thoughts when when it comes to to building a business on fame through a platform usage right away versus organically growing it like you know Andy, myself, and you have done? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's an amazing question. So um, if this, I would say. If you look at this, who you are selling to, that that comes the first. So that's that's very important. So if you are selling to another business, if it's a B two B, then you have to have some substantial kind of skills. If you're selling B two C, which most of the Instagram influencers do, for example, they can sell depending on their looks because they have a following because of that. So uh, if you're selling B2B, then you need to have some kind of knowledge which you can organically leverage using any platform. This can be Facebook, this can be LinkedIn, this can be any other platform of your choice. Um, As compared to, for example, if you're selling B2B, so dropshipping, for example, what you mentioned, uh, if you have a face, if you face, if you have a face for that company, who's a supermodel, for example, I wouldn't say supermodel, but but a model who has a let's say one million following just because she is posting bikini pics or pics where she is traveling and she has lots of sponsors that she has gained over a period of time. That's a whole different business model. So depending on business model, you have to figure out a strategy that works for you. And for the pla- the platform thing, it really doesn't even necessarily have to be just looks. It can be maybe you're a super outgoing, charismatic sure. person. That just naturally attracts sure. people. Sure, absolutely, right? absolutely. So, what if you've got a great face for podcasting, uh, but not for video, and you've tried the referrals and networking, <laughs> and uh, you know you created content, you've done training, you've written a book, you've done some speaking, but the the lead generation is just a trickle, and and you really want to amplify that and accelerate it. But you have a very limited budget. How, how do you get started opening up the floodgates of lead generation on a limited budget? That's, that's an amazing question. So um, this is what I say to any of my clients that lead generation is not a problem. Lead generation is a consequence of not having a foundational piece in your business. And that foundational piece is the marketing. And naturally, like everything else, there are two Two types of people. One is a generalist who is who is uh, working for deliverables, who is working for the amount of sessions that uh, that you can provide, or who is competing on prices. And then there is a specialist. The specialist has a know-how about one particular topic. So let me let me just give you an example that will help clarify this better. Imagine you go to a general practitioner. A general practitioner, he treats you for flu. He treats you for cough. He treats you for stomachache. He treats you for, I don't know, all kinds of things. And then there is a heart surgeon who just is a specialist solving problems around that one organ. So the heart specialist can charge premium. If you can position yourself as a specialist that solves this very one problem 
and create a marketing ecosystem around it that means having a very well-defined client avatar anything outside that is a no-go for you having a clear positioning around it having a system or a unique offer which no one else has in the marketplace that makes you stand out and you can charge premium for that and a client acquisition system which is where the lead generation part comes into which is the consequences of again clear positioning having a unique system and a client avatar lead generation takes care of itself now you can and lastly but not the least which is very important a well-defined sales process this marketing ecosystem it helps you position yourself as a specialist if you have this foundational piece ready you can start going on any platform and show your expertise and people will repel uh, people will sorry attract themselves towards you and your messaging because you are just talking about that very one problem and the consequences around that very one problem which makes you a specialist as compared to a generalist. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And, mm. and having that unique value proposition or unique offer that sets you apart is certainly important. But one thing that's, that sometimes holds a solopreneur back or an entrepreneur back is their mindset where they view lead generation and marketing as a risky gambler. Now, now you're pretty risk tolerant because you were a gambler yourself, but how do you shift that mindset from this is a gamble to at least being experimental and ultimately viewing marketing and advertising and platform development as being a trusted investment that you can almost guarantee and count on a good return from? That's, that's an amazing question again. So look at it this way. Um, you, can, you can do what everyone else is doing and you can get the results which everyone else is doing or getting or you can have a look at the top 2 or 3 percent people who are doing the same thing but they have exceptional amount of success in terms of monetary terms or the fame or the platform influence. Just, just look at what they are doing. They are exactly doing the things that I mentioned right now. If you want to achieve that kind of success in your life and business, then you have to differentiate yourself. Um, so again, being an entrepreneur is a risk in itself. You never know if, if, you will, if you will succeed or you will fail. So if you want to succeed, then you have to do the right things, which the top people are doing. Um, so, so that's the only thing. It's all about mindset. And, and being or having the grit to to just focus on things that, that the top people are doing and just ignore the noise out there, which is 97, 99% of the people. So that's, that's my advice to these people. Hmm. So let's say that you are a, uh, a coach that's well-known, for example, here in Indianapolis, right? Or consultant, right? Um, and you want to start moving from, again, the S to the B quadrant. When it comes to marketing, should a person stay more localized like that? Or should they kind of, you know, especially with the fact that platforms on the web are, are, are global, should they think more globally? Looking at all the technology that we have right now, I would say just glo global. Why not? Um, for example, um, if you know that there is a dominant problem in a particular industry, let's say a coaching industry, uh, this problem is not just local. This problem 
or is more likely global so if you expert if you position yourself as an expert around that problem then local or global doesn't matter much in my opinion so look at the influencers for example yeah. Gary Vee or I don't know uh, whoever you look up to um, they have positioned themselves as an expert because they are talking about social media and people all over the world just flock to them to their conferences as events and events because they are and they have positioned themselves as an expert in that field so why not go go global and, and uh, increase your influence with all the facilities and technology that you have right now right the thing that i think a lot of people struggle with is that they find they're starting their business locally mm-hmm. and one of the the things that a lot of people talk about you know as coaches to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or and they recommend is start local, be the name that everybody knows locally, and then move globally. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people find their niche locally, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why they're scared of, of going into that global mm-hmm. platform, if that yeah. makes sense. Now, here's the thing. Um, it Again, I, I must, I must uh, say something here. If you have a mom-and-pop shop, for example, a local shop, then of course it makes sense to be local and and have your influence there and then open another branches so on and so forth but if you have an internet business then why why limit yourself to just being local so so what i'm hearing you say is go where people value the services you offer and and don't be hung up on borders correct so for example mm-hmm. i have built all my business or predominantly most of my clientele is from the U.S. Funny enough, I've never been to the U.S. yet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, how does that even work? Like, again, your 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 bread and butter is essentially helping people create videos and and move to a visual type of platform, be it Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. Right. And the thing is, is like. I, that's that's an in-person sort of thing, at least in my mind. So how do you make that work? Uh, two ways. So I have uh, my, my COO, his name is Yash. So he has live video experience. He has, uh, he has done multiple short films. So especially in this current situation with the coronavirus going on, um, what we do is uh, he gets on a call with the customers and we make sure to get the groundwork ready. What does that mean? So... We make sure to have. Uh, we make sure that the client has good lighting where they are going to record the video. We make sure that the sound quality quality is really good. Um, we make sure that they have a script ready for their video. Once this groundwork is done, all the client has to do is just shot a video. Oh, we also make sure that they have a good tripod so that they can just use their simple phone and they can just shot a video. And we just edit this video. We add subtitles. We add headings. Uh, we we support all this process. So this is what this is what we are doing in the current situation. However, if if the client needs a production quality video, then we have partners all across the world, um, and they have done extensive work for us as well. So they are, they are trusted partners. So they uh, they go to the client location. They shot. Uh, they they shoot. Uh, let's say a few videos for a day or two, let's say five, six hours per day. And then uh, we do, we take, uh, we take all that footage, we do the editing work and uh, give them production quality videos as well. So this works equally good too. 
as you start working with a variety of clients, what mistakes do you see commonly made by sort of the the want to be influencers? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: there are talkers and there are doers. The the doers are the ones who talk from their experience. Um, when when especially we go to the influencers, or if there is there is some kind of influencer out there who wants to create videos, they are more stuck on. Uh, what is it that they can show in the video? So this can be a car, this can be a mansion, or I don't know what not. Most of the most of them do not realize that okay, this thing sells. However, now marketing has changed over last even two years that people are getting repelled, and and when this kind of messaging goes on, so they are just trying to follow on someone else's footstep without trying to be that original self, which we always. Uh, uh, implore our clients to be so try your own style bring your own style out there we try different things and we stick to that one style which gets a lot of uh, let's say in terms of vanity metrics likes comments uh, signups so on and so forth so we do more of what's working and not get hung up into things that you think are working so experimentation is very crucial Mm. so do Mm. more of what's working yeah yeah, do more of what's working. Yeah. Maybe uh, let's offer what what other three tips might you offer someone who seeks to expand his reach and influence? First of all, in terms of platform, um, if if we talk about platform, see what is what the influencers are doing on that platform. Uh, follow those influencers. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Absolutely not. You see what is working for the people who are at the top. Just follow their footsteps and do more of that. Follow the framework, make it your own, and try and experiment. That's that's like that's the only tip actually you need to know in terms of experimenting in terms of any platform, because the platform might change. The way people buy doesn't change, so you have to figure out what are the top people doing on a particular platform and follow that framework. That's the only tip that you need. That's very good. Is another tip I would say, at least, and I, I'm curious what your thought is on this. Pick one platform, maybe yeah. two, not five, not <laughs> you know, a whole yeah. bunch. Hundred um, percent. So whenever we start working with any client, so there are different ways. So I predominantly focus in the B two B space, for example. Clients want clients say, "Hey, uh, I also want to try email marketing. I want to try direct mail. I want to try Facebook ads. I want to try LinkedIn ads." I said, "You can try everything, but that's going to drive you absolutely nuts. So focus on what's working on just one platform. Get a hold of your messaging and your marketing around that platform, and we can essentially replicate the same kind of results on other platform because." We are not trying different things on different platforms. So stick to one, figure out a way there, then see what's the next platform that you want to gain influence on. See what, again, see what what are the top people doing there. Just adopt your message according to that platform. You're good to go. Your groundwork is ready. So you can just make it uh, or modify it a little bit to according to the platform and, and you're good to go really. Rohan, you said earlier something I think is really important. People get hung up on sort of the vanity metrics, the number of likes or the number of forwards. Is, and, and those are great, but they, do they really 
mean important lead generation forwarding for their business? Or or is there something else you advise them to really keep their eyes on? Um, I would advise always, always, always to be consistent on any platform. So sure, having likes and comments feels good. But here's the thing. And, and it's so funny. I mean, I just had literally this conversation yesterday with one of my clients and she just uh, she just uh, uh, signed up with a client and she said when I had an intro call with this client the client said you know what XY said I see your content every day and I'm just uh, let's say consuming all your content and she said Rohan you know what I was just checking and this this person has never commented or like even one post of mine he just slid into my DM one fine day and he just signed up in, in no time. So being consistent is being rewarded every time. More often than not, the silent admirers or the lurkers are the one who are going to buy from you. So take take into consideration that, that very uh, important aspect. And this is across platforms. I've talked to many people. They all say the same thing. So don't don't get hung up to the to the likes and comments feel free to expand different things and and that's what my advice is especially on on the linkedin side of things i think we got three out i think of them. so yeah that was great <laughs> but so what i'm hearing though is if you keep planting consistent seeds kind of the same thing you can expect a consistent harvest but if you're all over the place and you know you're mixing your seeds you don't know what to expect on the return end because there's there's no way of knowing, right? Hundred percent. I mean, uh, you just nailed it. I, I really have nothing to add there. It's just showing up consistently for that one problem that you solve, uh, taking different angles to to uh, let's say put your messaging out there that solves that very same problem. Experiment and see. There's nothing. There's no harm done at all. So we can draw those lurkers out of the dark into awareness. That's that's really what Correct. we're trying to do. Yeah, I like Correct. that. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're heading towards the end of the conversation here, I want to kind of figure out what you've done differently there in India as far as the pandemic has gone. I mean, what are you specifically doing as a as a pandemic pivot? And I, I think that we've talked a little bit about that, but... How has that affected your business from what it used to be and where you see things going forward? Um, funny enough, uh, if this this uh, pandemic has done, then it has done only good for my business because um, this period, everyone is home. Um, everyone is stuck to their computer. Um, I've been consistently posting things on LinkedIn because that's my platform of choice for the last two years. I've seen crazy amount of results and so many people wanting to have conversations with me because they were not present that time because they were busy in their business or whatever. And now that they have time, they are just resonating to whatever I'm seeing and they are consuming my content like crazy. They want more videos from me. They want more resources from me. And, and this is helping my business tremendously. I mean, it would be crazy to say, but uh, May has been a record month for me this year. It's crazy. So a captive audience is is an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's fascinating. And as we're as we are closing up, let's let's move into the uh 
let's move into the rapid fire question segment. And this again is a segment where we'll ask you the questions rapidly, but you don't have to answer them rapidly. You can actually, you know, add context and go into depth as much as you want to. So the first question that I have for you, what is one song, one book and one film that you would add to a curriculum, whether that be in primary or secondary school. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about the film because that that's something that is very inspirational to me. The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, Bill Smith played the role. That was a pivotal moment for me. Uh, I mean, when I saw that movie, I was like, oh my God, this is, it just got me moving. It just shook me like crazy. That was the time when I realized uh, that, if you put hard work into something th that kind of set the cycle basically if you will that kind of led me into this whole whole uh, way of thinking positively and i funny enough I, I did not even know that this movie existed till 2014 or 2015 and that kind of i clearly remember i clearly remember that that movie was one of the pivotal moments when i said you know what i want to do something for myself so i mean it's just hits on so many points that hard work pays off all the time. Focus on the end goal in mind. Take responsibility for everything in life. It's just amazing, amazing movie. Uh, so that is mm -hmm. that is a movie that I love the most. When it comes to book, um, so um, I this this might not this is not a business kind of book per se, but end of last year. Um, I read this book called Conversations with God. I mean, and don't worry, I mean, this is not anything related to God or whatever. But this book just clearly defines what we as humans are here to do on this planet. And don't worry, there's, there's no philosophical language there or spiritual language. Absolutely not. There are just very simple concepts that have been described in absolute detail and once I read this book, it just opened my eyes to realizing why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I behaving a certain way? What are my values? Why I value a certain thing more over other thing? What wrong things I've been doing? What what wrong sub-programming or subconscious programming I've put myself through uh, throughout my life that has given me the same kind of results? Uh, so this book is something that is... I mean, I, I would highly, highly recommend. I Since since I uh, I read this book, I've recommended it to at least 50 people and everyone who read this, which was like around 10, 15 people, because not everyone reads, they said, Rowan, this has been the best book that I have read in my life. And, and I share the same experience. It's just freaking amazing. Um, when it comes to song, so uh, I... So this this is not an English song, so I don't know how many people can resonate with it. Um, it's it's a song uh, where, so for example, I don't know this this there is this movie. There's uh, this Bollywood movie. Uh, you might know Bollywood or not. I hope you do. Uh, but there's this song which talks about friendship. Um, it's called. So, so this I, I can link this song to you, but it talks about friendship and what having good friends around you is. Uh, that kind of was very pivotal towards 
me finding some really good friends even when i was going uh, through some bad times in the gambling gambling phase that i had uh, and and the friends who really stood to me stood with me who supported me in whatever bad times that i had um, i think this this song is something that i would definitely recommend because essentially um, i strongly believe that you the people you surround yourself with define everything for you uh, if you have ambitious people around you um, you will be ambitious if you have lazy people around you you will become lazy so uh, this this song really epitomizes everything about about the same uh, human behavior that we have so i hope that answers the three questions from you jesse yeah totally and i think it's interesting that you bring up bollywood simply because one of my favorite go-to songs is from Bollywood as well. Uh, it's from, uh, it's called Mahari, I think. And it's like kind of a pump you up sort of song. Malhari, Malhari. Yeah. It's from Bajirao Mastani, I think, this song. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. this, this song pumps you up <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. My my uh, cousin, he had his wedding last year and they, they had set up a dance on the song and they were playing it like, I don't know, so many times. And every time, this this song is just amazing. I, I get why, why you like this because it's like every time you play that song in a gym, people are like, hey, okay, okay, more, more workout, more workout, push, push, push. It's It pushes you. I, I, I exactly feel your sentiment. I'm just struck by that. JC, every time I every time we talk, I, I learn something new about you. I had no idea you were a Bollywood aficionado. That's that's amazing. Uh, who who knew that Bollywood grows in the corn of uh, Central Indiana? But it does. Well, it definitely does because I was six years as an engineer, and a lot of people I went to school with were from that's India. Awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm just I'm imagining you in the colorful wardrobe breaking out in a dance scene right this minute and it's it's a vision that will never leave my head i think so it's it's funny but i've actually wanted to not have a full desi wedding with maria but definitely kind of have the, the attire awesome. between yes. the two of us i i see it now <laughs> that would be just it just be awesome that's all i can say all right back to the show uh after that brief incredible break there uh what what is the best advice you've ever received um the best advice that i have received is take responsibility for everything around you um you can have people who are not for example uh, when you start and start business um you can blame people or you can look at it as an opportunity to improve your conversation skills with them because clearly what you ask them to do is something that they did not interpret the right way. And uh, if you look at everything as an opportunity and a way to improve yourself and take complete responsibility, you're going to go ahead. If you blame, that's not going to help you, your life, your business. Uh, for example, you can say, uh, even in, in your life, you can say, this person did this to me, that's why I have these certain kind of beliefs. Sure, so who's going to help you improve those beliefs? It's just you. So just just man up or just woman up and take responsibility of your actions and and act on it. That's that's the single most important advice that I have, have received in my life. Very good. Hmm. 
So in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has actually most improved your life? Uh, it's, first of all, meditating. I, I never used to meditate. Um, I, I dabbled on it a little bit. So I was like, uh, I did it for a few days here and there. And then I just said, okay, okay, it's not working. But since last two years, I would say, two, two and a half years, I've been doing it consistently. And it's been a total game changer in my life. Like literally, I just feel the calmness in in places where where I was usually very upset and all over the place. It just has centered me so much. Uh, that along with exercising as well, uh, which I started doing very frequently, like regularly since one year now. Um, those two things have been a game changer because... One thing that I've realized is we try to find happiness and and pleasure in things outside us. But funny enough, what is outside is a reflection of what you have inside. And inside is mainly about you, your soul, your happiness, your body, how you take care of it. So once I started focusing on those things, because those are in my control, um, outside start outside things started taking care of themselves automatically. So it's it's a crazy transition that I have had since last two years. I would say. Hmm. Yeah, Love me that. too. That's that's great. Sounds like it's really working for you well. Uh, yeah. What is something most people don't realize is a huge waste of money? I would say money or life is just not acting. On, on the things you thought or you think are important. So you can you can look at, so for example, especially in terms of people who come to me and say, let's say my, my cousins who, who just are in university or just started their jobs, most of them, they want to do certain things with their life. And they do not do that because so for example they start doing their jobs and they're like okay i'm two years into my job and i'm not happy but i've always wanted to do that one travel that i thought was important for me i always wanted to backpack and i was wanting to travel the world and i wanted to see different cultures we keep on saving these things for later on however um, we do not figure out a way to do those things at this very right moment um the the one thing that I realized is if you take actions on these things that really uh, you these things that you really dream of, if you take, don't take actions on them immediately, those just keep on remaining a dream because you keep on pushing those dreams ahead, ahead, ahead. Uh, that's a huge loss of life, loss of money, loss of everything in general. So act on things, figure out ways, be resourceful. Uh, and and you are you will find a way to do those things. And even if you fail, you will realize that okay, I failed doing something which I really wanted to do, and I learned something which which is a lesson that I can carry on throughout my life. Very good, good stuff. Mm. Totally true, and and totally. I, you you just were making me think about all the the opportunities that I I personally skipped over when I was going through college because I was so focused and and getting through school, yeah. And I did push those things back. And now that I've have traveled a bit since then, it's like, yeah, yeah, I should have traveled during my 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 time in school. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Um, final question. How can someone be a difference maker in their community? Uh, just serve them, serve them, serve them every day with value. It's 80% giving, 20% asking. Um, more often than not, if you show up consistently, uh, and this com this is as we discussed across any platform, just showing up, providing them useful piece of information, which helps anyone move the needle from pain to pleasure in whatever way. Uh, people are going to like you. People are going to trust you. You're going to get, get that influence. And money is really a byproduct of all these things. So if people want to continue on the conversation with you, again, they can find you at rcale.com. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, on social media, Rohan Kale, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, that's where I am. Uh, I'm, I'm present most of the times. Uh, either me or someone from my team will definitely answer any and every questions you have. Uh, so hit me up there or Facebook, doesn't matter. But uh, it's it's anywhere. It's Rohan Kale uh, on both the, both the places, Facebook and LinkedIn. I think it's time to cue some Bollywood music. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only wrap way we could end this show. Wrap you, it up. You yeah. have got to cue some Bollywood music to end the show. It just wouldn't be fitting without it. What a joy talking with you, Rohan. It was it was it was just terrific meeting you here. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I appreciate both of you, JC and Andy. Thank you so much for having me. It was it was a good time. So there you have it. Rohan is certainly a great resource for those who want to expand their brand on the web. And as I found out recently, while not everyone is in the place to do that quite yet, it's nice to know someone like him can be an ally in building your business. And in fact, someone who prefers to focus on their craft and engage with people via one-on-one -on -one settings might actually see him as more of a necessity if they'd rather not put time into external marketing. That said, what did you get for the conversation? Tag us on social media with any pointers you got out of the discussion. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. If you'd like to continue this conversation with Rohan, I have a handful of videos for you to choose from in the show note extras. In the first two videos, we have a bit of a visual representation of what Rohan and his team does. And in the first video, it's a quick one minute overview. And then the second is a half an hour of him sharing the basics of video marketing. Next, I have a video of him sharing the steps to create content on LinkedIn, and specifically in this video, it's a first of four video series. He shares with us what's in a good LinkedIn profile. Then finally, I have a video where he has a chat with Veronica Abrams about a topic we've been talking about here on the show quite a bit recently, pivoting and adversity. So if you'd like to get to know Rohan a little bit more, be sure to check out those and the other show notes at newinceptions.com slash 179. So that's it for session 179. Remember, if you want to get all your online business training in one location, check out Fizzle. Do so for free today by using the link newinceptions.com slash fizzle. That's newinceptions.com slash F-I-Z-Z-L-E. So with that said, thanks for joining us for this chat with Rohan. Until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.